What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Boyce, and you're here for another episode of the Facts Project. Today, very special guest, Nawel F.A. of Negative Space Comics. We are here to talk about the Negative Space Anthology. Thank you for being here, brother. Uh, thank you for having me. I, I, I love getting to talk about this stuff, so I appreciate I, it. I appreciate it. So, first and foremost, um, with Negative Space being in its uh, adaptation and established around, I, I'm going to say in its fruition for within the past couple of years, uh, what made you want to be a part of this? And then now with the anthology now coming out. Uh, so Negative Space, um, it's just something that, so we launched it year and a half ago at this point and it, it's something that we really care to to kind of give people what we wish we had so my mm -hmm. partner and i launched it and it's really like what i what i wish i had years ago when i started as a writer uh in comics um so being able to find uh ways to help creators and kind of like lift up uh mostly underrepresented creators um was very important and it's taken up all my time lately because I just love everything that we're doing through it. Um, this anthology, um, let's be real, it's the competitions are great and the mentorship has helped a lot of people and the, the boost that we've given to some of the writers and their names has, has helped. But uh, until people can put their stories out and can get some art on it and can show off what they can do, um, it's a lot harder to break in. So this is the kind of stuff that uh, people need to to help their careers forward. So this anthology is something that um, we always wanted to get to with Negative Space, uh, publishing people, um, putting their work out there, putting the book in people's hands and getting the name out there. Now, instrumentally, my introduction to it, as well as a lot of people's uh, and basically through social media, they saw it instrumentally first as a writing competition. Now, how did that how did that start? Yeah, so myself and my partner, uh, Alex Dvorak, uh, she's my partner in uh, the business, but also she's my uh, partner in life. Um, we're both screenwriters and TV writers. So uh, we've been submitting to screenwriting competitions for, for a handful of years. Um, they're pretty regular in the screenwriting world. They've been around for years and there's dozens and dozens of these competitions. Um, and through through the experiences there, like we've noticed the ones that like we do well in, we've won a couple, we've placed in a handful. We kind of noticed the ones that kind of like actually help your career move forward. Yeah. Um, some of these will kind of like give you a uh, 10 minute Zoom with an agent, which if it all goes well is amazing. You get 10 minutes with an agent that knows your name now. Uh, but it's really hard to kind of make something work out of that. Um so we kind of like saw um, that there was something necessary in the comic book world that to be in this uh, competition space. There's there's a handful out there uh, that are cool. Uh, I do love what Mad Cave does with their yearly competition. Uh, I do love what Platform Comics does. Um, but a lot of those competitions still also had a lot of art attached to it, right? Um, mm -hmm. So there isn't a lot of stuff for writers to do and writers to break in. So we kind of melded all this stuff in our past experience with competitions, found like the things that we loved about a few of them, found a lot of things that we hated about a few of them, mm -hmm. uh, and, and created these this competition to, to help the comic book world and creators that are trying to break in. Um, 
luckily uh through kind of growing these competitions we've been able to like do do more right so we have panels that we're doing now every two weeks to and they're free for anyone to watch with professionals so people can learn uh what it's like to pitch to an editor uh what it looks like to break in um what the artist writer relationship looks like all this stuff that young aspiring creators don't know because let's be real unless you hear it from someone that's experienced it there's isn't a book to tell you this i mean there's a handful of really good books out there but the experience of it all really is where you learn it's true um i'm i can honestly say i guess in the past couple of years with the the height of indie comics as it's been lately like uh since, since the pandemic uh, people have of course have it's been an increased visibility in the indie comic mm -hmm. uh, platform so what you're doing as far as like uh as far as negative space and their mission statement if you and, and feel free to correct me with this it seems as though there's um there's a, of course this educational side there's this mentorship and it's whether it's within the writing or the artwork uh yeah so we we focus mostly on writers for our first year and and that's mostly because it's just kind of what we know right um coming from the writing world we it's 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 what we connect we can connect with the most um we we recently closed out a short comics competition that opened it up to the art side um there's yes the one question we get often is when I reach out to mentors and uh, I do reach out to professional artists as well to, to do some of the mentoring stuff. Mm -hmm. um, they're always like, why are you talking to me? I'm an artist. Like I, you're, you're running a writing competition. Um, and I always tell them it's like the artists are uh, I think um, the ones that actually have a lot of say in what works in the script. Um, so I connect with a lot of the writers, so I, I, I've pushed the writing side a lot, but um, there's definitely some of the art side that we're still trying to kind of branch out more in. Um, we, we've done a little bit for the artists, but we're going to do more because, yeah, there's still there's a lot of also, let's be real, there's a lot of artists who are also writers. Um, it's sure. easy for the writers to say, I don't know how to draw a stick figure. Um, but there are a lot of artists out there who are amazing storytellers. Um, so we're getting now to the point where we're going to start branching out and uh, giving a little bit more space to the artists as well. Um, but yeah, uh, being a writer, I kind of gravitate towards that a little bit more. Definitely. Now, in in bringing up the anthology, um, of course, it has a massive amount of contribution uh, contributors that are pretty much adding their talents to this as well as their mentorship. Um, with you being in fruition for about a year and a half, as you said, how did it come to be that you've you've allowed yourself to collaborate with this many people? Uh, uh man, it's not it wasn't hard. I feel like um we we started with a with a general outreach to uh past winners, finalists, mentors, and judges. And that was our first outreach, was like, hey, we want to do this. Uh we think this can help uh our creators get out there. Um and we had a a quick uh pour of uh stories ideas and all of it um so luckily a handful of those kind of went out and found their own artists uh we reached out to uh artists on our side to just kind of connect some of the writers that are new in this world who didn't have artist connections um 
this was this was something that people are seeing uh the need for more short story content out there this is kind of the advice we hear from a lot of uh the mentors so um i i'm lucky enough that when mentoring is happen happening um i get to sit in on all the sessions because let's be real it's a it's a one-on-one conversation between the mentor and the winner right mm-hmm. um i'm in there with my mic off my camera off uh, just in case any technical issues come up and I'm there to kind of like jump in if people need to share screens, whatever it is, right? Zoom stuff. Yep. Um, so I'm lucky enough to be able to sit in and hear a lot of the advice that these mentors are giving uh, the writers. And the one I hear the most is the importance of short stories when you're starting your career. Mm-hmm. So this anthology, the the short stories out there, like everyone saw the importance of um how to get your name out there with the short stories. So that's why it, it was easy to get all the creators involved. Um, obviously all the winners and finalists were are, are ready and eager and hungry to get their names out there, to get their stories out there. Mm-hmm. And and then some of like the bigger names, so like our mentors and judges that are that are contributing to this, they understand that their name being on these lists is helpful to everyone. So the fact that we have someone like Brian Hawkins who is killing it right now. Um, uh, I, I was reading Black Cotton when it first came out and and the vineyard right now through Aftershock is like one of my favorite books of the year. And he he gets it that like um he also just loves writing. So he's just gonna do everything he can to get more stories out there because he's amazing like that. But um he also understands that like his name being on this is helpful to our campaign and it's helpful to our up and coming creators to get their names out there because his name has weight. Same with someone like Teddy, who was an editor at Aftershock. Same someone like Marla, Justin, all these people that are um, professionals and like have been in the comics world for years now. Um, they know that, A, they have stories they want to keep telling because they love comics and they want to make as many comics as they can. But they also know that this is helping some of the up and comers get their names out there even more. Yeah, I mean, the the way that I look at it, and, I'm, and of course, I was looking at the names before we even started uh, started talking. Um, when you just referred to Brian Hawkins, uh, Theodore uh, Leo, uh, mm-hmm. Alex Segura, uh, Heather Antos, Julio Anta, uh, Josh Shippey, who, who uh, works works with Negative Space, who mm-hmm. basically you guys have basically conjured up a lot of big names, and of course, people who have uh, who we've seen their work in the past, and then. Even on the back end, some of some of the competition winners who are more so getting their story out there for the first time. What is the appeal for the stories in which you're trying to capture in this anthology? Yeah, those those definitely go back to our mission, right? Uh, like we like you mentioned before, our mission. I, I think it's 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 obvious what we're trying to do. We um, our current competition is open to anyone, but three out of our four competitions are kind of centralized and focused on uh, uh, some demographics that need help to break in, right? We have our women's only competition. We have our spaces, which is like a diversity competition, our students only. So like for people that are young, trying to get into it um, early. Um, we always say like there's there's spaces in comics that, are, that need to be filled. There's clear holes in the, the the creator's list for more diversity um that's a mission that obviously as a latino man myself is important right um 
this this anthology we we hit them with a pretty general uh prompt when we reached out to everyone we said negative space is your prompt like just that negative space it can be used as how we have our mission laid out on our website it can be used mm -hmm. as the art theory of how negative space works in art um it can be used as an emotional thing that there's a negative space within you that's kind of like emotionally missing there's all these ways that like um that was taken by all the writers and interpreted that i i love because you get to see a handful of different ways of like how people think um so like along those lines we do have a handful of stories about grief and about loss and about um that person that's missing in your life uh we we have um some pretty amazing stories about um diversity and, and necessary ways to kind of fill some spaces and change the norm um so i i i love that i kind of gave it a very general prompt and just kind of saw how people ran with it um, right right but all the stories are necessary because they're coming from voices that are necessary right um uh again going back to our mission right we want to we want to open up these spaces we want to bring in new creators new voices the underrepresented um and if you look at our list of creators from all our writers and all our artists we we have skewed the balance to uh about two-thirds of all the creators on here are from underrepresented uh, communities so it's it's something that we want to do and um of course when you reach out to those creators you'll end up getting the stories that are needed right it's very true because uh basically from reading the details uh it says that the interpret the interpretation of negative what neg negative space means to them so like I, I know that every piece of art has its own literal take on it and uh you you've managed to get a bunch of stories that basically captures a physical concept uh that they can see it and of course can read it and that that of course be a part of the mission as well mm-hmm yeah and, and and what i'm most excited about is that like in, in comics and in, in writing in general there's there's the thing that you show as like your end product your comic your story your movie whatever it is um but there's always like something in you that you're putting into all these stories there's always something personal there's i, I want to say always but like you can you can usually find uh the good stories are the ones that come from somewhere True. um and, and we 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 have an, a space uh, within the anthology, so there's going to be um, the title page, right? Where it's going to be like the title, the creators, the credits, whatever it is for each story. And there's going to be a space there for them to kind of explain and and say in their own words why this story means something to them and what it means and why they're putting it out there and why they wanted to tell this story. Um, and those are going to be pretty amazing to have out there and to to show who the creators are behind uh, the pages. Dope. Now, as far as uh, the anthology itself and uh, particularly the work that's basically put into it, this isn't your first first anthology. Um, I, I was actually, um, I actually uh, bought Among the Stars, the anthology, the sci-fi mm. anthology, when it first came out. And I, I just found out now that you were a part of it, uh, like maybe like a few days ago. So a uh, definitely appreciate that because you've actually shown shown that you could do genre bending you're not you're not only doing doing this uh you you've done you're doing horror you're doing sci-fi mm -hmm. and you feel you're feeling as though it doesn't necessarily take a person to sway itself outside of those lines to switch genres every once in a while 
yeah that's um it was, it was so hard because like everyone i think creators spend a lot of time trying to figure out their bios right like how do you sell yourself how do you like um and for so long i was hearing people telling me and these are like people that have mentored me people that have given me advice in the writing world mm-hmm. they're always like no you have to have a specific genre, a specific thing you're doing, or else no one's going to buy in. You're not going to get an agent. You're not going to get this or that because if they don't know how to sell you in one line, they won't know how to like, you won't get it. You won't make it. And I was just like, oh, but you know what? I like fantasy. I like sci-fi. I like horror. I like personal memoirs. I like all these different things. Um, So I had to like figure out a way to kind of put that out there. And it was um, once I started like breaking down and really looking at the stories that I tell, I started noticing a specific theme in all of them and they all uh, do go in on kind of some past traumas and some, some things that have gone on in my life. So they they do all have to do with grief and family drama. And that's kind of how I started to like sell myself in my bio where it's like, I tell specific stories that deal with grief and loss um, with uh, unconventional family dynamics and, those can take shapes in different genres, but you're still going to be getting the same truths and the same messages throughout there that are going to be helpful for people. Um, yeah, let's be real. Like I, I got sent to a, uh, an all boys boarding school after my dad passed away in high school. Mm. So there's, and there's, there's definitely a lot of toxic masculinity uh, within my story. Um I grew up in the 90s, uh, mostly in Argentina and then with a Latino dad. So again, more weird, toxic masculinity within the culture that comes into my stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's a million different ways to be able to show that. So I, I, that's why I love hitting different genres. And um, yeah, that's why you'll get horror, sci-fi, fantasy, a little bit of everything from me. Right. Now, in this particular storyline, um, the, the undoing well. Mm-hmm. what was the what was the story that you were trying to tell and putting it that small that short story in this anthology yeah that one uh it's like my favorite thing i've written in in years um it's it's an important one to me there's there's a bigger uh graphic novel a full series that I, that i have worked out um and this story is a short within that um the story is basically about a kid whose family have, has passed. They've, they've all had their own little incidents, uh, the mother, the father, the brother. Um, but this kid finds this well that kind of like can take him back in time. Um, so he he uses it to try to go back and change the things that happened. Um, like any kid would, he wants to have his family back. He wants to have his normal back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that all, that all stemmed from, um, again, going back to my dad passing away in high school. Right. Um, so he committed suicide and there's for years, there was a million things that ran through my head of like, Oh, if I would have done this differently, if I would have done this differently, I was like, I was in the house. If I would have just done this or gone here or asked this question or the weeks leading up to it, I could have said something else. And like, it's all of these like, what ifs that go on in my head. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this story, I kind of created like a physical version of that. What if, like, what if I actually had a way to go back and change something? Um, of course, uh, as you'd expect in most uh, stories and messaging, like you, you, you can't change the past. Things happen and they, 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 they're stuck that way. Um, how you 
work through it, how you grieve, how you learn from it. And all those things are the important pieces. Um, So spoiler alert, I'm not going to let this kid change his past. It's going to, they're going to stay dead and he's going to have to learn how to live with that. Um, Right. The same way I did. Right. Um, So that's, that's kind of how I go into this story and, and the short story, uh, I, I kept it a little fun. Um, it still okay. is almost like a little side mission in this in this bigger story of um, him going back to to find this little mini adventure. But um, the truth of it all is still there. His 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 real want, which is to change the past, is still within the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, once the bigger series comes out, then people will get the the full story and the full the full deepness of it all. For sure. You can definitely tell by the sample pages, like the colors are very vivid and my, mm-hmm. my condolences uh, to you, to your family. Uh, that that, that storyline, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it can resonate with a lot of people, uh, including someone myself. My father was uh, killed when I was uh, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. So, so grief can, of course, be a, I guess, an underlying motivator for perseverance. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's how you work past the blockade that's pretty much in your head. And oh, yeah. um, having having a having a a slew of stories incorporated in this form can only do so much good to a reader if they identify with it. Because I'm sure there's so many readers out there cannot that that can. Um. Now. Yeah. That. Oh no no. Yeah. Go right ahead. The only thing I'll add to that is that yeah, the same way that I created negative space, thinking mm-hmm. of like what I wish I had as a writer. I write in the sense that I, I I write the stories that I wish I had when I was that age. Mm-hmm. Um, 15 years ago, uh, these stories weren't out there, right? So I'm writing it for the kid who unfortunately has to go through the same shit that I did, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's uh, that's, that's another piece to, to all of this is, and I'm sure a handful of all of these other stories that are in here are, are the same that they're just from, voices of the stories they wish they had when they were younger and going through stuff absolutely and good segue because in in forms of terms of uplifting the youth uh you have a student competition winner that is of course joining this anthology and more than likely it's probably going to be his his first anthology that he's joining uh ace hetisimer is am i saying that correctly yes and it's they them for ace okay okay now if you could tell his story about the basically him joining this uh this writing competition and and winning to the point where mm-hmm. now he's joining you guys in this anthology, you have a, a young uh, well I, I can't call him a kid, but uh of course an adolescent, a teenager that wants to jump into the world of comics, whether he does so or not, but he's he's finding his way of writing into this anthology and getting his story out there. Yeah, they um so Ace graduated from scad in may so they 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 literally just graduated college uh let, let's be real they they also had a big of a leg up right they they studied comics they were oh, they were a sequential yeah. arts major uh in art school mm-hmm. um so they've been doing it for a few years um but then again just because you're like like you'd imagine for any career anyone studying in college it doesn't mean that you're going to get a job in your dream career right out of college right? right um 
Ace uh, had some of the coolest uh, mentoring. Um, they met with Brian. They met with uh, Brian Hawkins. They met with a handful of other people that right away could tell that they had something special. Their their story. Their there's and and I I say this often about Ace. Um, they're they're artists, mm-hmm. but they don't believe they're good writers. Um, and we have to keep trying to tell them like your writing stood out. This is they they won a writing competition even though they seem to themselves as artists first, right? Um, which I find to be amazing. But um, but yeah, they they get to come out. Um, at this point is five months out of graduating college, and they get to be published. Right? They get their story somewhere. Um, I remember, and I'm gonna I'm gonna remind Brian with this one. But when, while they were going through uh the mentoring session i remember brian was so blown away by ace's art talents that brian was like cool you're gonna do a variant cover for one of my stories in the near future nice so again like jobs coming out of it right away and it's funny i was i was telling ace uh the other day while we were promoting while we were setting up some promotions for this anthology and like everyone has to like hit their own group right like reach out to your friends and family, tell them to buy the book, reach out to your past colleagues, past whatever. Um, I, I told Ace, I was like, yeah, reach out to all your past friends in college and, and, and tell them, like, brag about it. You're getting published already. You're the first one coming out of mm-hmm. SCAD in your sequential art program. You have dozens of other kids who want to be in comics and you're the first one getting published. Brag about it. Get them to buy it. True. Um, yeah, I'm 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 excited. Uh they actually just sent us their page three fully colored yesterday, and I just keep being blown away by by their talent. I can't wait for them to to be seen in this world. Dope. Dope. Now, why did you choose Zoop? Now, a lot of people choose the mm-hmm. of course chosen to crowdfund through Kick, Kickstarter. I mean, shoot, they've they've uh collected $30 million, uh, I think in 2021, mm-hmm. just based off of indie comics alone. Uh, with Zoop being a startup, and I've had a chance to talk to Jordan Plosky uh, on the podcast before about his incorporation and why he chose to jump into the indie, strictly indie comics through crowdfunding. Why choose Zoop? Uh, there's a few reasons. Um, again, this is all, it's so funny. So I, I talk about all the reasons why we chose Zoop. Uh, the smallest of the reasons is that it still made sense money wise mm-hmm. um, to go through Zoop. Uh, they have connections to printers. They do fulfillment. They do all the stuff that really helps the 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 project out in the long run. Um, but let's be real. My my real reason to going for them is a Zoop is comics centered and comics focused. Right. Oh, um, that was that was important to me. Uh, yes, like Kickstarter has way more eyes on it right so they can get your project seen by a lot more people but that doesn't mean that all those people are going to want to buy a comic Mm -hmm. people that are on zoop are looking for comics so that was important um and then the next most important piece was just how responsive and how helpful they were throughout the process i remember i reached out to them i think it was end of july early august like early in the process um I started my research on which which platform to go with. And first of all, they replied on Twitter right away. And once I started talking to them via email with Jordan um, and, and the team there, they answer quickly. They have answers to 
uh, a lot of questions. So a book this big, I did have questions about the printing, about uh, their marketing, about a lot of stuff that they have way more experience than I do with because they're just constantly doing all these things and helping promotions. Um, they were so responsive, so helpful. They, they're on top of their emails. If I write them, they're on, they're on top of it. Um, sure. The platform is younger than Kickstarter, but, uh, I like connections. Uh, I think that's what the comics world is, right? Having a one-on-one connection with someone and what your project is Kickstarter would have been just me updating a page and putting it out in this void. Um, right. Zoop cares about comics. They're there for a reason. Um, and it was, I had this awesome run in. I was at New York Comic Con last week. Um, and I was walking around uh, sharing uh, these little postcards that we made up for the anthology with people. Right. Um, and I was sitting there at a booth. And I was holding these. And this guy comes over and he was just like, oh, that's us. And I was like, no, no, no. This is, this is us. This is my project. Like, what do you, <laughs> what do you, do you want one? And he goes like, no, 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 like that's, that's, that's us. It's, it's going through Zoop. And I was like, and I look at him, I'm like, Jordan? And he was like, Noel? <laughs> and all of a sudden we had like this amazing, like we've been emailing with each other for about two months. Um, amazing. Longer at this point. And we just randomly ran into each other in this huge convention. Um, and then we got to just hang out for like 15, 20 minutes, talking comics, talking about the, the, the campaign, like, um he had suggestions he had some things we can do next like he literally he still knows he has my projects on the top of his mind he wants to help it succeed and like that's not something you're going to get with kickstarter we literally had the guy who's running zoop get like know what's going on in my campaign know where the numbers at know what we can mm-hmm. go next um and that's something that uh means a lot to me though that, that that's an amazing story by the way yeah. so as far as um a medium, uh, I would say since uh, 2018, uh, the the wealth and growth of indie comics has been flourishing. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like there's been a lot more eyes, a lot more visibility, a lot more transparency as far as indie comics is concerned. And better yet, the stories that are pretty much being, being put out there. What is the art form of comics meant to you personally? Uh, I mean... I can go all the way back. Uh, I mean, it's the first art form that I that I remember. Um, I grew up in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Um, we, yes, we had like our own shows and stuff like that going on. But for the most part, what uh, what I loved as a kid, um, as you'd imagine, as a seven-year-old, eight-year-old, nine-year-old in the early 90s, I was watching Ninja Turtles, X-Men, stuff like that mm-hmm. on TV uh, and a handful of animes. Um my grandma used to go out for her daily smoke and I would usually walk with her around the block. Um, and it, we would usually walk to the same corner where the newsstand was. And that's where I would like, just start getting a chance to like read through comics and read through um, mostly it was X-Men. Um, and uh, that's when I, that's when my love for comics began. So I started seeing Ninja Turtles. I started seeing Dragon Ball Z, X-Men and stuff like that on mm-hmm. uh, at the newsstand. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to do it so badly. It was like my first way of like being able to like look at a story, um, and start breaking down like how can I do this? Um, I used to, I used to draw and like write these little like comics, and like again, you can probably 
so many comics people probably have the story right where they were like little kids like making their own little comics or whatever it is um and i used to set up next to the newsstand to sell these little comics on the street and my favorite story that i found out years later was that my grandma would usually like give money to someone down the street and tell them to come buy my comic Uh. (laughs) um which like blew me away when i heard the story but um that's where it all started um that's where it all started and that's kind of where it led to me loving the x-men uh me starting to see once i came to this country uh kind of understanding that i'm gonna feel like an other in this world um and uh how i can just still be me and do me and do good um it wasn't until i read uh Chris Claremont's uh, God Loves, Man Kills. Yeah. A little graphic novel for the X-Men. It was in that one that I started to realize that you can uh, tell some deep stories in comics. Um, Because again, I grew up in the 90s comics, right? So I was used to like the Jim Lee's, like the action-focused kind of 90s comics. Like this was before I like went back to like find 80s comics that had some other deeper stories um like dark knight and watchmen and things like that mm-hmm. um so that god loves man kills is where i first realized how important uh the stories can be in this um and that's where i just also started realizing uh i love movies as well i studied screenwriting in college so that's where like my writing took me in college um but lately i've just been in the last i think four years or so my focus has kind of gone back to comics a little bit more because they're just more fun um you can hit different audiences uh the undoing well is a story that um like i said at at its core you're 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 teaching about impermanence you're teaching about death Mm -hmm. and because it's a comics medium you can tell those stories to to young adults and to uh, middle schoolers or high schoolers and and hit them with some truths that they probably already know at this point in life. Um, but people aren't like talking to them straight up. So you get to like tell them stories that are real um, mm-hmm. in a format that is fantastical and it is seen as like comics are for young kids, whatever it might be, but you can tell them some truths with it. You can tell them some, some life lessons. Um, so yeah, that's why comics mean a lot to me. Excellent. Excellent, bro. So I appreciate you uh, for, for joining me today. Uh, for anybody that basically wants to get their hands on the Negative Space Anthology, uh, if you could refer them to how they can how they can do so even before and after the campaign. Yeah, so uh, Zoop is where the campaign is being hosted. We have uh, at the time of this recording there's still about three weeks left of the campaign so there's still a lot of time uh you can look up negative space um we are mostly twitter instagram uh but a bit more connections on in, on twitter i mean uh you can find negative space comics on both of those and negative space comics.com to get all the information about our competitions about the anthology about uh our events our upcoming panels which again we have free panels every two weeks um and we're Still uh, in talks right now to figure out where this anthology is going to live after the campaign happens uh, with publishers. So there's going to be news on that, hopefully somewhat soon. Um, 
but we'll we'll put that out there when we have it and when it's ready to to put it out there. But for now, it's available through the campaign, uh, and we'll see how it lands um, afterwards. Excellent, excellent. So negative space is now currently on Zoop for the next few weeks. Feel free to go out there and get that. Now, well, I appreciate you wholeheartedly for telling your story and, of course, uh, for for having the opportunity to put negative space on Front Street for everybody to see. Now, thank you for the time. Thank you for the space. Uh, I appreciate you for letting me talk about it. Absolutely. So for James Grandmaster Pack's voice, now, well, from negative space comics, we are out. Out.